Hey guys, and welcome back to Rachel's Rants. Today we're going to be back on the topic of Outer Banks. This show, like stated in the previous episode, has been a huge sensation around the world, and I obviously see why. It is one of my favorite shows and that I've personally seen during my 2020 experience, and let's be honest, after watching this show, we all want to be pokes. Uh, we left off on episode 5 of season 1, so let's get into it, starting off at episode 6, where things are really getting interesting. See you guys in a sec. Hey guys, thank you all for listening in so far in this episode. After a quick break from our sponsors, we will get back into the podcast. All right, now uh, let's get into episode two. All right, we're back at it. Leaving off on episode five. Now we're slowly starting into episode, end of episode five, um, beginning in episode six. So we left off at the end of episode five where John B. wakes up in the hospital to find out that Sarah and Ward are going to be taking him into their home. It's a little, little crazy. He's uh, definitely happy though, because I mean, find out you like instantly start dating this girl and you're like, dang, I guess you go move in with her. That's not the first step of a marriage. I don't know what is. Now, John is being welcomed into his home, and let me tell you, the house is gorgeous. Everything about the show is pretty, and the house is super nice, because Sarah and her family, well, they're rich. That's pretty much a given. Pretty obvious. But, um, Ward sets boundaries for them, so he's, <laughs> he's, like, setting boundaries, but he's definitely not realizing that they're for sure gonna go out and see each other, um, in their rooms. He's, he can't be that dumb. I genuinely just think he can't be that stupid. But, um... <laughs> The fo the the pogues they're finding they're finding out about this new information from John B and Kiara <laughs> not a happy camper again she literally she has anger issues apparently because she just she's never happy she's always upset she's always mad at somebody but um for real she literally just needs to take a chill pill like why are we still stuck up on this other girl but um let's continue on John B is un like he's just unopposed he's like oh okay like he's un filtered with it, I guess. He's not bothered, unbothered by the situation, which is good. You know what? Good for you. He shouldn't be. Kiara's a joke. No, we don't need, we don't need Kiara. We just need Sarah. Okay. Anyways. Then they continue on with their search for the gold. Now there's actually, there's been some progress with this search, you know, on the map that Sarah got with John B., they figure out, you know, they head over to the cabin, like, you know, why did I just say cabin? It's not a cabin. It's like a house. They head over to the house, the Crane household, which is marked. Uh, they all talk about the house and how it's haunted along with the fact that Mrs. Crane has killed people. Like, yeah, for sure. Sign me up. Let's go into the house that is a supposed murderer in it. Like, <laughs> like who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to do that? Pretty much anybody, I know. You're probably thinking that I'm mentally insane. I'm not, I swear. I was kidding. Sarcasm, people. You gotta learn to love it. Okay. Um, so then they go into the basement. Oh my gosh. You know what? Let's go into a murderer's house who supposedly crazy killed people um, towards nighttime. And uh, let's go into her basement. This is like every single horror movie ever made. Liter every, every single horror movie. It's setting you up for disaster. They all seem to think that it's, like, a dead end, and they're like, oh, man, you know, it's just not there. Like, I don't know, I guess it was wrong. Kiara, who literally just needs to chill out, is like, nah, this is all Sarah's fault. Like, Sarah, it's your fault, you stupid girl. You literally, oh, you lied to us. And John B's like, really? Like, girl, this is all because we kissed? And Kiara legit is, like, so offended. Like, she's like, girl, you did not just say that. So she literally slaps him. 
I thought it was a great moment of cinema, but at the same time, Kira really just needs to calm down because John B. and Sarah are in love, and let's talk about that because it's great, and I think it's very, very cool. Um, I like how I just said cool. I think it's cute, I guess. So, um, well, this is, this is a catastrophe of a scene. Like, you know, while that's the whole scene's going on, Pope discovers water, and he's like, yeah, wait, guys, there's water. And everyone's like, um, Pope, I have no clue what you're talking about. What do you mean? And he's like, guys, that means that there's a well. And they're all like, are you sure about that? But, uh, truth be told, there is a well. They find a hidden well underneath the floorboards. And, uh, you know, while, you know, after this big fight, Sarah's concerned that Kiara's territorial. No, I just think she has her, um, her underwear in a bunch because she literally needs to chill out and suck it up for the fact that she is not for John B. But it's like, she's acting like she liked John B, but girl, you literally acted disgusted after he made a move. So let's, let's move on with that. If you actually have feelings, you wouldn't have been that disgusted. John B is like, this is stupid. And yeah, it's so stupid. So he literally holds a meeting and is like, um, she's stuck with us because she's my girlfriend. Like, so it's like, sucks to suck, guys. And then Kiara's literally like, shut up. Uh, like, it's like, it's no. Like, stop. Like, stop talking. Like, Kiara, Kiara annoys me so much in this show. I learned to love her, guys, I swear. But <laughs> she annoys me so much. <laughs> like, she literally, you just used her for information. Like, you just used Sarah. She's like trying to ruin their relationship. Like, the toxicity that comes off of this woman is horrible. And John B is like, well, yeah, I did it first, but now I'm in love, so suck it. Like, she's like, suck it up. Like, oh, sucks to suck. And then Kiara is like, well, who are you going to choose, me or her? And he's like, both. Like, I'm going to choose both people. I'm going to be petty, you know, because I don't want to lose either of you. No, we all know it's definitely Sarah, not Kiara, because Kiara is, like, literally a stick in the mud. But then uh, then they both leave. They're both, like, upset. They're like, ugh, like, why can't you choose me? You know, girls are kind of weird sometimes. Um, now to fix this issue, John B is like, guys, let's set them on the boat together. Let's set a trap. Like, oh my God, such a good idea. So smart. So then they do that. And then the girls make up because I mean, like, I guess the plan somewhat works because, you know, they used to be friends and Sarah misses her, you know, she's like, she's misses, she misses her because they both used to be kooks. They both used to be like really rich people. And so, you know, now, now they're friends again, you know, Sarah misses her and then they hug it out. But uh, they don't want the guys to know that because, you know, we're all stuck up like that. We're all petty like that. And they're like, they don't want him to know that it worked. We're self-centered. But uh, they're like, yeah, fine. I think I can work together with her, you know, whatever. It's not like, not like we're so friends or No, besides the point. Then they sneak back into the house, shut down the power because apparently her vision sucks. So it's like, it's just, oh, this would be an even better plan. Creepy house, basement, uh, deep well. Um, horror house, supposed murderer, lights are off all at night. It's just, it sounds, it's a smart plan, you know? They sneak, sneak into the house, shut down the power, the boys go down into the well, and John B. finds a skull with human remains at the bottom of this nasty sewer-filled, like, well, ooh, like, disgusting, horrible scene, very dirty, I'm not a big fan of it, because it just, it made me, it made you feel dirty, and it made you feel, like, disgusted, so, like, it just didn't, it didn't add anything. But then he finds gold and he grabs a gold bar and he's like, ah, ha, ha, it's down here, guys. Say less. Like, it's going to be great. As this is happening, Mrs. Crane gets up and she's like, someone's in my house. She starts like shooting at them. But this woman's basically blind. So the crew can get out with no one being harmed and they all celebrate with John being like about the gold. But man, that woman shooting after them literally was like shooting. Literally. Okay. It's like going to a shooting range for the very first time and then just going crazy. 
But also, adding on to that, you're wearing a blindfold. So, just think about that for a minute. Did you type? Did you think about it? Okay, good. Now you know they extract. You know, like they're like, guys, how are we gonna get all this gold? You know, you gotta get, gotta get a plan. And they're like, so then they get a plan to extract all of the gold, and Ward overhears it, and he's like, oh that's the tea and he's like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go do this you know so then they take action to get the gold he's like I'm gonna go get it for myself because turns out he literally is the villain of the whole show um and nobody likes him and he does not deserve to be on the show because I'm not a big fan of him so then they decide you know the pogues you know like they're looking at this gold they're like well we gotta we gotta sell it we gotta get some money like from it like that's the whole point so they decide to melt the gold to get rid of the freaking wheat symbol that's on it which alerts the man in the back like, it literally, like, okay, so then they go, they go pawn it off, you know, they go pawn it in, turn it into, like, the jewelry shop, you've seen those around, no, not too many people go there anymore, but the man in the back gets alert about this gold, um, you know, then Barry, like, literally hears this, and then follows them and ambushes them until the Pogues beat him senseless, that's a great, great scene, I thought it was pretty cool, they just beat him senseless, like, it was great teamwork, it was like, um, everyone getting together to beat the crap out of this guy who follows them. Barry is a drug dealer among sorts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just not a good guy. Now, JJ gets the money from Barry's house about this gold, and then they're all concerned, like, all the folks are like, yo, JJ, like, you gotta chill out. They're all concerned for him, but he storms off, you know, he just doesn't care. He gives the stolen money to his dad to pay for the fines that he got in earlier episodes, like I said in episode one. If you didn't listen to that, go and listen to that. I don't know why you would be listening to these out of order, but that's besides the point. I don't really blame you. Sometimes, you know, it's gotta spice up life a little bit. So then Barry, you know, steals it from Barry and he's like, all right, dad, like I got this money to pay off the fines. And JJ gets into his fight with the dad, but uh, he actually like wins this time. Like he literally, he like, he like owned up, he became a man and he was like, no, like this is, this is how it's happening. This is how it's going to work. Sucks to suck dad. Um, I'm not, I'm not a little boy anymore. Now, John V and Sarah are slowly getting closer and closer together when John shows her a place uh, shows her the abandoned church, and then they actually have their first intimate moment together, which is super sweet. Like, I loved it. Like, if you're ever gonna have, like, an, I don't know, I don't know, I just think, for, like, the show, it's like, you gotta make it right. Like, if you're ever gonna have, like, an intimate moment in your show, you gotta make it right. Like, it's gotta be cute, it's gotta be good, but it's also gotta, like, add to the story, and it did. I thought it was really great. thought it added so much. It's like, without it, I feel like it would just be a little bit weirder. Now, JJ is drunk and happy while he's chilling in a hot tub that he bought with the money and he stands up in front of Kiara and Pope and he's like, guys, I'm living the life. And he's like, guys, I got it. I got it for you guys. I got it for my family. Because his dad is a joke and he's like, he's not my family. Sucks to suck. Uh, dad, you're no longer part of my life. And so they're like, oh my God, well, that's great. But um, tell me tell me what's happening with... um." with your, like, stomach, like, with your chest. JJ stands up, and the first thing you see is how bruised he is. And at first I was like, what's going on? Like, what happened? Like, mm, is that just a birthmark, maybe? Scars? Like, I, I didn't know. Like, I genuinely did not know. And then I was like, oh my god, wait, no. Like, oh, I'm so dumb. Like, that's, that's from his dad. That's from his dad beating him. 
And so Kiara gets into the hot tub. She's literally fully clothed. Now, this is when I start to slowly like Kiara, guys. I told you it was going to happen. So I like her now. Okay, it's fine. Um, Kiara gets into the hot tub and consoles JJ, who's bruised and just sob sobbing. It's, he's on the uh, beginning of, like, a mental breakdown, basically. And so while that's happening, you know, like, as, like, the next episode closes, John B is about to go on a fishing trip with Ward because it's like, oh, father-son bonding time. Um, we love to see it. It's always great, you know, just to have father-son bonding time for the show, especially when the father's pretty much a murderer. We love to see it, love love to hear it. Um, <laughs> that's basically besides the whole point, but uh, he's kind of crazy with taking him out on the boat, but John B. doesn't know that. He's like, oh my god, he can be like my new dad, super sweet. Oh my god, I'm starting to love this life. It's literally like my girlfriend's dad, which is awesome. Um... Either not, I mean, I'm not related to her, so it's fine, but, um, it's like, this is great, living my life, and it's like, they go on this trip, and then the truth comes out, some secrets are being told, some secrets are being shared. Ward then tells John B. that he knows about Redfield, like, he knows about something that only John B. knew. He He's like, you know about Redfield? And Redfield was something written on the inside of the compass. Had to do with the gold. Had to do with finding it. And he was like, yo, like, you know about Redfield? And then he realizes that he's the man who killed his father. Out of all times, he's on a fishing trip with a mass murderer who literally just killed his dad. And he's sitting there and he's like, oh my god. What? Like, he, just, he loses it. He's like, are you kidding me? This leads into a fight on the ship. Threatening John B.'s life. Once again, that's another motif in this whole show, is uh, trying to get John B. killed, apparently. Maybe they just didn't like him in the show. They're like, nope, sorry, guys, you're, you're going to have to fight to death, basically. But um, Ward is literally an actual psycho. Now, you're probably wondering why I just gave you some silence. And you're like, why? Like, why, why did I need that? Well, he's a psycho because he stabs himself with an arrow. When you go fishing... You have, like, the kind of bow and arrow kind of thing, a crossbow, that you can shoot the fish with. And those things are sharp because it has to impale a fish. And when it gets into the water, it's, like, the density and stuff, like, you know, the calculations of chemistry and biology. I don't know how, like, the, all of that works. Um, you know, that, like, slows it down. It's drag, basically. It's put in simple terms. It's drag. And so it's got to be sharp, right? So he literally stabs himself with an arrow. And it's like, John B. shot me. John B. shot me. Okay, uh, little boy who cried wolf. Like, shut up. No, he didn't. But John B., he's talking to Lana, the trusted cop, who tells, you know, tells him about the story of how his father got killed by Ward on accident. I really feel like he did it on purpose. They play it off, like, they literally show it in the show as an accident, but I don't know. I feel like he did it on purpose. Then Lana's like, John B., Ward is super dangerous. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. Like, you're literally, like pushing buttons on a trigger. Like, it's just it's not gonna end well. John B. hears that Ward was, like, crying wolf, so he grabs the gun and then confronts Sarah. He's like, girl, did you just, did you tell your dad about the gold? And Sarah's like, what? Like, what are you, like, why are you so mad? Like, what are you so upset about? This makes no sense. Of course I didn't tell him about anything. Like, I, like, I'm loyal to you. And that's true. She literally was. But he was, he kind of went on a huge rampage. He had, um, mental, another mental breakdown. That's also another motif. Mental breakdowns are pretty popular in this show. And Sarah's, like, super confused. So she walks away. John B. then accepts his father's death, sending him off at sea. You know, he's like, goodbye, dad. Like, I love you. 
yada, 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 sends off a picture, the only picture that he has of him. And it was a very touching moment, saying goodbye to uh, his loved one. Uh, Sarah confronts Ward about this, and she's like, dude, like, what, like, what happened? Like, what are you doing? But, uh, Ward, he lies again. Um, he's a, he's a very big liar. John B. heads back to the gold, you know, back to the house, basically. He sees that Ward has taken it. He's taken all of it, and he freaks out. Now, Pope comes down and tells them that his father's helping Ward fly out all of this gold to the Bahamas, and you're like... What? Now, where did Pope come into all of this? Well, he was trying to figure out how he could get all that gold. But, um, his dad says something about a plane, and he was like, oh my god, like, that's crazy. Like, what are you doing? Doing, like, transporting stuff. And so, Pope's in the middle of an interview. He's getting asked questions. Interviews are very important. You should be paying attention. He was not paying attention. They asked him a question, and he was like, oh my god, I have to go. He literally runs out of this interview, a huge interview that he's been, been preparing for this whole entire time, and he's like, bye. Um, yo, we gotta go stop this plane. So Lana then tells the sheriff that Ward's a dangerous man, and then it turns out that the sheriff, Susan, was really the only friend and was on John B.'s side the whole time, because it was questionable at the very beginning. She was the one who was trying to get John B. Um, to child protective services, but she was really just protecting him, kind of like a mom figure to him. Um, and so with that, you know, it was like super sweet. It was super sweet to see that Susan was actually a good person. Now, Rafe is literally insane. Rafe is Sarah's brother. I definitely forgot to mention that in earlier episodes. But uh, Rafe is Sarah's brother, and he's definitely the dumber sibling, let's be honest. Rafe takes Sarah home, and Ward locks her in her room once he gets home. He's like, oh, you're staying here. Sorry. And just locks her in the room. Now, Ward, like, uses... Oh, my God. It's just... This whole thing is, it's insane. I literally, taking notes, I was like, just like reliving the moment. And so, now, while this is happening, there's an argument on the tarmat where it gets to the point where it's like, they're loading the gold. It's very, very crazy. Now, Ward is just, oh. Wow, Ward is just a horrible person. So on the tarmat, I guess, yeah, tarmat where the plane is, they're loading up the plane. Sarah gets escorted home because she literally has to be locked up because, uh, you know, ruin her plan. Um, and so while this is all happening and you're like, well, like, what's the big thing? Rafe literally shoots Peterkin. Shoots her. Because she's about to arrest his father, Ward. Ward, the man who was guilty of all these things, and she's about to arrest him because he literally is a bad man. And, like, Rafe's like, oh my god, dad, I got you. I'm gonna protect you. You know, you thought I was a failure of a child, but no. He takes out a gun and shoots her. Now, Ward's like, oh my god, you're so stupid. But, like, good job, dude. I'm proud of you. Once a killer, always a killer. Um, and so... Ward uses Peterkin's radio to report that she's been hurt, and then he basically just leaves her to die. And he's like, he's just like watching her baby be like bleed out. And he's like, oh, okay, like bye, <laughs> sorry. Um, and then Ward, once the police come, Ward's like pretending to save her. Like the literal liar in him is just like, oh my gosh, guys, I got it. Like, 
I'm saving her. Like, I'm sub trying so hard. She's bleeding. But he literally has the audacity. The audacity. I put this in all caps and I literally misspelled like four words out of this. He has the audacity to say that John B. killed her. He literally is just like, oh my God, John B. John B., why would you do that? John B., you killed her. What? You kidding me? Like, really? We're going to blame this on John B. again? John B. doesn't know that it's happening. And so basically, he's going into the police station because he's going to tell them what happened. You know, like, that the, that Peter kid got shot. And he, he has blood all over his hands because he was trying to save her. And he hears his name as a suspect. And he's like, oh, crap. I'm actually in a police station right now. And they see him. And they're like, dude, like, what? And they see the blood. And then they're like, oh, my God. Like, we got to arrest you. But he's like, nope. And then he runs away. He runs away a lot. John B. is on hiding in a car with the Pogues. Literally, they're all, like, with, like, their seats back. Um, very suspicious looking. And then John B. continues to run and ends up at Kelsey's house. And he catches John B. Um, you know, Kelsey, he catches John B. in the bathroom. And these people are not big fans of John B. They hate John B. Because, guess who else is there? Topper. Topper is now there. He's at that house, and it's like, it's just not going to end well. And you're like, well, crap. Pope is then freaking out over his own issues because he lost the scholarship, and he tells Kiara that he's in love with her. When we're in mental breakdowns, I mean, I guess you could say we do dumb things, but, like, literally, it's like confessing your love after, like, failing a scholarship. It's like, oh, like, what else could go wrong? I guess it's, like, the motto I guess he was just having for this, where it was like, well, I mean, I guess we're just going to go for it, and we're just going to tell her that we're in love with her. Even though that's definitely not the smartest plan. But, um, she's literally silent. She doesn't say anything. <laughs> this girl's playing with emotions. Um, but now Topper's standing, um, guard outside the bathroom. And then John B. escapes through the vent. The vent that's in, like, this bathroom or, like, laundry room. Um, there's no windows. So he literally goes through a vent. And he's like, guys, I got it. Like, simple. Simple down pat. And he, like, runs away. And John B., you know, living his best life, uh, he goes to the abandoned church um, to hide where Sarah soon finds him. Now, Kelsey and Rafe then set the church on fire. Like, what's wrong with you? Are you kidding me? Literally, it's like, it's one thing to like be like, yo, they're over here. But to set the church on fire, it's like gonna smoke them out. It's literally like what they told, like the like in the show. They're like, oh, we're gonna smoke them out. And it's like, I mean, I guess good for you. But at the same time, like, really? Like, that's the plan? Is that what we're going to be doing, guys? Like, definitely not the best plan to have. Um, but, you know, sets the church on fire. It's already an old abandoned church. It definitely does not need to be set on fire. But, um, that's besides the point. Uh, Topper then pretends to be John B. leaving the church. Because Topper's like, let me prove my love to you, Sarah. And Sarah's like, okay, bet. Like, say less. John B., you're going to put on John B.'s clothes. And so then he leaves the church, pretending to be John B. Um, then John B. and Sarah run away in the other direction, opposite direction, away from the uh, swarm of people trying to find them. John B. and Sarah are now staying in a house for sale uh, from her stepmother. And then they discuss their getaway plan. Now, while this is happening, Pope, JJ, and Kira all help out with this plan. While this plan is being made, the police bring in special agents to help find John B. Like, really? Do we really need that? He literally, well, well, when I wrote this, I don't think I took this into consideration. It's technically saying that he killed a man and shot Ward. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, I guess that would make sense. Bringing in people like the FBI. Um, so, I mean, they technically don't need it, but um, I mean, it added to the show. 
hate when I'm wrong when I'm writing some of this stuff. Um, but then Sarah's like, yo, this is not the actual story. Like, she goes to tell the truth to the agents, but they don't believe her because Ward was there. Of course he was. Ward's always there. Um, and then he was like, yo, she's mentally unstable. Um, her boyfriend turned out to be a psycho killer. Like, yada, yada, yada. Like, really, Ward, just shut up already. Like, please. But, um, John B. and Sarah are like, after that, John B., she gets away. And John B. and Sarah paddle away to go get help. As John B. swims away successfully, Sarah then gets stopped by friends of her family. And then she gets sidetracked to not seem suspicious. You know, like, not to seem like she's not supposed to be out there. He's like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, get in the boat, silly goose. Like, get out of the water, Sarah. And she's like, uh, uh, okay. And so she does. Now, John B. gets into the boat uh, that was set up for his getaway. And he notices that Sarah isn't there. And he's like, oh, my God. Sarah's not going to come with me? The love of my life? Like, ugh. A heartbreaking moment. I was like, oh my god, is Sarah? Is Sarah not? She's not going to make it? Genuinely thought, had me fully believing she's not going to make it. And he says an emotional goodbye to his friends, and he's sailing away, and, he, and as he's sailing, he sees Sarah down the way, and they're reunited once again. Great moment. I was so happy. I was genuinely so happy. Um, and so basically, it's like now they're back together, they're united. It's just, it's great. Back on shore, Pope apologizes to Kiara for being a jerk. He's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Then I acted like a jerk after I said that. You know, I didn't really mean to. I mean, like, I still, like, I still love you. It's not like I didn't mean that. And she's like, it's okay. And then they exchange a kiss. And personally, I'm not a fan. JJ's meant for Kiara. Like the scene I mentioned earlier, um, she literally... Oh my god, it bothers me. It annoys me. Because she's meant for JJ. Like, you can just see the chemistry between them. Like, I just want it to happen. Because I feel like, well, then again, it's like, oh, she's already been with the other two guys, why not the third? So it's like, that's also part of it. So that's kind of another thing behind it. But, um, anyways, uh, anywho, um, as, uh, John B and Sarah are sailing down, um, more further than they have to go straight into a storm to avoid the police that are starting to chase after them. Like, they're prepared to die. They're like, you realize that if you go in there, you guys will die, right? And Sarah and Jumpy are like, say less, bet, let's go for it. So then they do it. Then in the storm, uh, another storm, like I said later uh, in the first few episodes, I was like, yo, it's going to happen. Like, more storms are going to happen. The boat flips. And it seems to show that they're both gone. And the Pogues embrace each other as they mourn their friends lost. You know, like, they lost signal. So it's like, oh, my God, they're both dead. And genuinely, you know, it was the end of season one. And I was like, oh, my God, like oh my, like, what? Like, are they dead? Like, are they gone? Because it's like, it's the end of a season, end of the episode. I don't really know much yet. And I'm like, is that how they're going to end it? Like, where they both die? Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's just, that's just not, that's not what I need in my life. Like, I need something, like, to keep me going, man. Like, you can't just tell me that these characters just died. But as the episode is finally starting to close, and I'm basically crying on my couch, uh, John B. wakes up in the middle of the ocean with Sarah, and they're able to get the attention of another boat that's passing by. Talk about, in like, an intense scene. I literally was, like, freaking out when I watched this. I watched the whole show in one day, by the way. Um, the captain rescues them, and then they ask him, like, where they were headed. And he's like, oh, we're going to Nasu, like, in the Bahamas. And Sarah's like, yo, that's where the gold is. Like, great scene. Like, they literally, they, I mean, like, it's... <laughs> It's going to sound so dumb, but it's like, oh my God, it's almost like it was set up to be that way. Of course it was set up to be that way, but it was like fate chance that they had that. And it was just, I don't know, like it worked out for the best, but, um, thought it was great. 
little bit weird of a coincidence to have be like to be written into the show, but I guess you couldn't really have it any other way. Um, Sarah's like, that's where the gold is. They smile, they share a hug. Yahoo! Now we're about to party, um, for a long time now because we're gonna go get that gold. The season ends with a morning of friends who literally aren't dead and on their way to go get the gold, which is the whole goal in the beginning. So it ends happily and it also ends sadly. It's basically it's like the two scenes are like foils of each other. And I really just want the friends to know that they're okay. Like, guys, they're fine. Like, please, don't, like, stop crying. It was a heartbreaking scene with them, like, going to, like, their families, like, hugging their families and JJ having no one. One of the hardest things to watch. Like, Pope had his dad. Kiara had her mom and dad. And then JJ, oh, my God, he had no one. So sad. And I was very upset. Um, But then the families took him in and they hugged him. So it was very, I mean, it was, it was good. It was a very heartfelt moment. But really, just the whole whole finale had me completely shocked. I was definitely thrown for a loop during the whole thing. So with the preparations for season two that we are all awaiting for, and we're all waiting to see what happens, uh, I'm going to conclude this episode. Uh, th- so thank you all for listening in today. And this concludes the Outer Banks series for now until season two comes out. But uh, thank you all for listening, and I will see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>